Hello everyone, you listen to J Movie Talk, episode 272, as I'll be talking Midnight Run. Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter. Did your mother ever teach you how to talk nice to people and not shoot at them? Charles Grodin is an accountant who embezzled $15 million from the mob. It is truly in your best interest to just relax. I'm totally relaxed. I want this guy taken out, and I want him taken out fast. The mob wants him dead. The FBI want him alive. I'm going to bring him into federal court. Do I make myself understand? These sunglasses, they're really nice. Are they government issued, or do all you guys go like to the same store to get them? And his bail bondsman wants him in L.A. in 72 hours. They can't fly. They also suffer from acrophobia and claustrophobia. I'll tell you what, if you don't cooperate, you're going to suffer from fistophobia. Travo has a funny way of bringing people together. Are you going to outrace the police car? Are you going to outrace the police car? Jack, where are you? I'm in Boise, Idaho. I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. Why would you do that? Oh, you enjoy yourself. This is my room, and that's your room. Good night. I was somewhere between Toledo and Cleveland. Oh, no, no. Come on, come on. Cigarettes are killers. From the director of Beverly Hills Cop. What is your plan? You guys look like you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Midnight Run. And I am back. Happy New Year, everybody. Kicking off the year with Robert De Niro Month. And I'm going to be talking about the movie Midnight Run. And I am not alone. For anyone who's been consistently listening to the podcast, all last year, all last month, you heard the man himself, Mr. Jeff from Jeff of the World. He is back alone to talk about some Midnight Run. How you doing, sir? Ah, Happy New Year. I'm doing fine. Doing good. Yes. So, you know, like, like I said, you know, we 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 went through the uh godfather movies and i was like you know what kind of had you had you back to kick off the year and still kind of has some of that godfather ish because <laughs> it is some ish in this when it comes to that so here we are talking about some robert de niro and this kind of <laughs> buddy buddy movie because there ain't it no cops no no <laughs> this is not a buddy buddy or in the vein of a buddy cop movie. This is clearly two motherfuckers who don't like each other. And the little sense of friendship or likeness or respect you get is at the end of the movie. So, yeah, take it, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, they... I, I would say it's... Yeah, I mean, it kind of falls almost in that same vein of 48 Hours, the first one. Yes, the first one. Where, they, like, yeah, they just literally hate each other. Uh, you know, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They go to just wild it out the whole damn movie. Which, I, you know, I think a lot of people just misremember the movie because they like, oh, yeah, that was a fun little buddy cop movie. And I'm like, nah, y'all need to rewatch this movie. 
I tell everybody, just rewatch it if you ever get a chance. That movie is nasty. Yes. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yes, that movie is filthy. And the, and the second one, it's just them just both of them just acting the damn fool. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here we are uh, talking about Midnight Run, which came out in 1988, um, which is insane. Oh, uh, because it's funny, De Niro was in his mid 40s at this point, and Charles Grodin was in his early 50s, which is like shit, kind of old. Like these uh, back then, you know, a um white people were aging a little bit better. Yeah, because then I was like, wait a minute. So, because then when I thought about, it, I was like, well, the Beethoven movies came out in like the early nineties. So Charles Grove was his mid to late fifties, early sixties in those movies. <laughs> Amazing, you ain't have me jumping off the damn train no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather fuck with these dogs. Yeah, yelling damn Beethoven and shit. Um, Beethoven Beethoven had that man in a blender. Seriously, had him in a blender, but that man was catching some nice checks, though. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you running some sequels back? You best believe I'm on. <sighs> Shoot, but uh, but yeah, let's say so. This movie, um, just just talk about this cast for a second. So, I mean, we we got Robert De Niro, we got Charles Grodin, you got your man Yafit Coda, who is just <laughs> furious in this movie. Yeah, rightfully so and it was a furious that it was just his face he was just uh, he was just annoyed he was annoyed of the narrow shit but everybody's shit really yeah really because yeah. because especially when uh the next person i'm gonna say good old john aston aka taggart him ugh, good lord I, you, you know what if this was another movie he would have got shot <laughs> he really would have got shot with with the nonsense he would put um, yeah, he definitely um in another person's hands, he definitely would have been a character that would have eventually got like got shot or died off. It's just like, come on, bro. You doing he was doing too much. Well, like I said, Taggart, you know, was out here doing these uh, side missions without uh Axel and Rosewood with at his back. This is what we got. So you saw how that worked out for him, then right? Got knocked out and, and oh jeez, just he was just down bad this move. Um you got Dennis Farina playing a damn mobster. And what else is he going to play? I mean, okay. You know what? He, what's funny about it? He either plays a mobster or he plays a cop. And the, the ironic thing about that is that he actually was a cop before he got into acting. So he looks just like a damn cop. So yeah, uh-huh, I believe <laughs> that's what that's the, that's the irony of the whole thing. Um, and then you got your boy, uh, Good old Joey Pants himself with that damn um, uh, uh, Cliff Huxtable sweater and everything. Playing Eddie, goddamn Bill Bosman, who wasn't no damn good. And it's, it's quite a few people that show up in this movie that we've actually talked about and covered in other movies. And it's like, huh, I didn't know that person. Because I don't know if you know, did you recognize the guy who was working with Eddie at the Bill Bosman place? Are you talking about the other guy? Um, damn, what was his name? Because uh, he basically was the one that was snitching. You yeah, know, the young dude that was snitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt like I remember him, but I couldn't, you know, picture. Well, we <laughs> actually talked about him in a, in another movie. What movie was he in? Young Guns Two. He's the uh, the reporter. That's that's along with uh, Pat Billy. 
Nope. Is is the one that was with the one that came to Billy when he was um old, or are you talking about the one that was with uh Pat Garrett? The one that was with Pat Garrett, the one that was out there fumbling around in Pat oh Garrett, like I'm gonna shoot this mother, leave my hand in the dirt. <laughs> him, yes, that's him, right? I knew I remember the face from something. And and then um uh, the the one of the goons, um the one that was the the shorter one with the kind of silver streak in his hair. Mm-hmm. That's that's old dude from uh, Carlito's way that uh, that was there waiting on Carlito with the other guys with with ten, um, the main monster's son when they came there and they was at his at his club. And he's like, oh, Pete. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, you know, when I saw you, I thought you was Italian and all that whole thing. Oh, shit. OK, yeah, I know you're talking about. It's like it's, it's funny. Like you see people like showing up in movies like that. So, yeah, I mean, this this cast is kind of. Well, I want to say, well, the, the main people I would say is stacked, but it's like there's some character actors that, like, if you watch movies like we do, you recognize a lot of people that show up. You do. But, uh, but, but how did you feel about this cast, like, overall, like, just seeing people? Uh, I thought the cat, I thought the cast was pretty much house, you know, outstanding for this, uh, comedy ish action movie. I thought everybody played their positions pretty well. Um, I don't think you really have a weak link in the cast. That, that wasn't a pretty that the cast was the least of the issues with this movie. Yeah, I, the, the one thing that strikes me as an issue with the movie now that I'm older watching it is this movie is two hours and six minutes. <laughs> usually these movies are like this, are usually what 90 minutes? Yes, maybe an hour 45, maybe. Never two hour over two hours. No. Yeah, I you know what I, I think it is. I think they wanted us to to get to know De Niro character a little bit more because you didn't really need that whole extended scene at his ex wife house. No, you didn't because it, it you never you never fall back on that when the movie end. You never get a like. Oh, oh. You never get like a six months later or two years later, like you know what I mean. It just it just ended the way it ended. Is like, yeah, all right, I, I guess. Yeah, he ain't pulling back up to the house like I'm. I'm here to see my daughter or something, something like that. Yeah, or I'm, I'm still in love with you. It's just you know, take my watch. I know it's over now, and I got some money. Got three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got to walk the way where the hell he going, but <laughs> yeah, oh, he definitely got him money taken. Oh no, nah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jack would have. Finesse his way up out of nah, I've seen that man fumbling around too much on the ground. <laughs> he they would have whooped his ass and took that money. <laughs> no, don't do the Niro like that. Come on. I did. He was good, but he wasn't as good as he thought he was. Well, you know what? That dude kind of come up with a question like, well, how good of a cop was he really? Cause he was doing some a lot of fumbling around, like you said, and, and yeah. scamming people too. Pretty much. Like he was just, I guess, you know, being on your own working like that, he could do stuff that he couldn't do as a cop. So maybe, you know, yeah, I whatever. I mean, but he, he took a risk still on your man, FBI. Like that was a <laughs> risk. But you know what? I, every time I watch that scene, I'll be trying to figure out like when exactly did he take his wallet? That lets you know that man, that man had another uh, life. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, well, like, okay, they, they pulled up on him 
And then they ushered him in the back seat real quick. So when the hell did he reach his hand in this man's pocket and take his wallet? Yeah, it must have been it had to be when they were in the back seat. No, because Yavit was in the front seat. I did. I don't know when he got it. Some old Houdini shit. <laughs> That's what he did. So, all right. So the movie kicks off with we we introduced the Jack coming up the Dale's steps, and he basically okay. What I've seen people in movies picking locks before. Well, what the hell was this nonsense that he had? This damn contraption that he had. Some expect a gadget bullshit. <laughs> trying to pick a damn lock to open it. He can't get it. He kneeled down and damn near get his head blown off. And you know what that baby pick up uh, on the on the uh, Marine movie with Shawn Michaels was <laughs> well, he was at the door and the motherfucker got a shotty and blew the door and Shawn Michaels cascades. Oh shit! <laughs> it made me think about that because damn sure the same way happened. Uh, you know what? If we get another uh, Marine movie and Shawn Michaels back in, I'm going to blame you for it. I mean, Miz died. He was the only Marine left. Who else is going to be? Like I said, I'm going to blame you. If we get another one with Shawn you, Michaels. You definitely, you and Shaheen are no fun. Good <laughs> Look, man, no, look. I don't want to see no damn Shawn Michaels running around like he damn. Uh, man, Shawn Michaels running around something. with a shoddy cussing is just hilarious. You know what? Real quick, on on the topic of that. So I watched that. I don't know if you ever seen that movie with him with Shawn Michaels, where it's like he in the church, and um, it's the resurrection of some. I forgot the dude name, but he's like one of the people that's in the play at the church that this dude is in. And it's like seeing Shawn Michaels in the movie, it just takes you out of the movie because you don't see the character. You just see what the fuck is Shawn Michaels doing here. That's all you see. Heartbreak okay. kid, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw him with um, Nikita Lyons. I don't know what the hell he was. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> that man was just out here taking a sugar daddy picture. Leave that man alone. Yeah, his wife probably standing over on the side, like, uh huh. Like, all right, yeah, all right. We we ain't going back to when I first met you. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so um, Jack almost get his head blown off. And the black dude go running through the window, going through the fire escape. So we get this whole extended chase scene. And they get out in the, in the damn alley. And then Marvin pull up, knocks the dude down with the, with the car door. He basically goes, he was like, what the fuck you doing? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, how you get here? You, you trying to take my, um, take my collar and everything. So they kind of set it up from the beginning that Marvin just be lurking around. Yeah, he basically just like... <sighs> I'm gonna get your crumbs because I know you're gonna fuck up. So I like I don't know. It's just like a who's better, I guess. Well, uh, who I don't know. Well, I will take I'll take the person that never falls for the oh look out nonsense every time. That's what I take. Yo, he fall for the last time, but he should have. He always got his ass killed. Yo, <laughs> Marvin. So. The Nero ended up knocking him out and taking the dude in, which is funny that I recognized the black dude that he was that he took in, because that's the dude from Hoodlum that had snitched on uh, Bumpy Johnson and them, and they had that man that shaking <laughs> with that damn teacup and everything. Hmm. So he ended up taking to jail, and so it's like the opening basically you getting to know who Jack Walsh is and what he do because he's damn bounty hunter. Right, yeah. He he was the original dog with the bounty hunter basically. 
Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> what don't, ever, don't ever disrespect uh Robert De Niro like that. I ain't say I ain't say Robert De Niro. I say Jack Walsh. De Niro is De Niro, but Jack Walsh was out here running around real reckless and everything. But it just kind of got me thinking, like seeing De Niro in this movie, because if you look at his like career around this time, he was doing some. He was like showing up in some some strange movies, like in that mid to late eighties. Like, huh? It's interesting. He popping up in this, like, really? Because I mean, before this, he does the he does the Untouchables and Angel Heart in the same year in eighty seven. Which, I mean, Angel Heart that movie is wild for a lot of reasons, and Untouchables is Untouchables. Which I, I you know I'm thinking about actually doing that movie at some point. Because mm-hmm. at first I thought about I thought about adding it to this one, but I decided not. Because I mean, shoot, I could do at least what three, four Robert De Niro months, basically, mm-hmm. if I wanted to. But you know, that's hmm? that's uh that's wild. Because I'll tell you the movie that Shahid picked after we finish recording <laughs> it for next week. Oh no! But like I said, if you if you look at like his career, like I would say after. After Raging Bull, which starts off the decade, and then you go through the 80s, like the movies he do, and it's like, huh, these were some, these were some choices that he made. And it's not until like 87 is where it's like, okay, he getting back to being like that De Niro. But then he throw this in there. Well, you get this Midnight Run followed by Jackknife in 1989 with him and Dale Ed Harris looking down bad as hell. Which I, I I gotta watch that movie because I always thought that movie was something else. But then when I read the synopsis for it and I see them and I'm like, okay, I gotta see what the hell they doing in this movie. It's you know, Robert De Niro's comedy choices only worked when it was like, okay, we're gonna put you in this situation. You're gonna play your age, like you're gonna be your age. Mm-hmm. And you got somebody that's going to play into that and he's playing it like straight. I think that's the best time. You know, that's when the comedy movies work. Almost like Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents was great, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it just, it rolled that line. Like, you're not going to have him doing ha-ha stuff. It'll be more of the straight man figuring out what the fuck is going on. And he's just kind of like out the loop. But I always felt those worked a little bit more. And this one... I felt like the second half was better than the first half, like you said, because there's just so much character building they doing in the beginning, mm-hmm. putting all the players in the position, and then the movie plays out first. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely built a lot with you know the Nero's character. Yeah, because I mean we we learned okay he used to be a cop mm-hmm. and everything, and he kind of being real vague about why he's not a cop anymore. It's not until he get with um, Charles Groton, because it's, in a way, it's almost like Charles Groton is is asking the questions that us as the audience want to know about. Like, okay, why are you not popular with the Chicago Police Department? Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened? Your ex wife she hurt you? Like, 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 what, what, like, what's going on? How you how you get to this point? Oh, uh, you hear the devil? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> right? Fuck up. I'm gonna <laughs> punch you. I'm <laughs> pissed. But yeah, it's like there's a lot of stuff. It's like this man had a whole life before we meet him in the mm-hmm. movie 
and everything. So he's not really he's not down bad, but he is down bad. If that makes sense. Look, that man down bad when the fact that they pull up at a damn diner later in the movie, and this man only give Charles Grodin fifty three cents and say, "Look, you you can get either a <laughs> cup of coffee or a cup of tea." <laughs> That's, that's I mean, he was he he definitely was down bad, but it was at a certain level of down bad. And then the credit cards got canceled because Marvin called and canceled the credit card. Yo, cards. that was some fucked up shit right there. <laughs> like shit. I said he been hanging around Axel Foley ass too much now. Yeah, he that did. was some Axel Foley shit if I ever seen it. Just just so he could know where where Jack was. Oh, oh, can you cancel those cards by the way? I, they were stolen. Like really? So. So basically, we find out that he works with um, with Eddie, played by like I said, Joey Pants. That's why I always called him anyway. No good Cyrus from the Matrix, but <laughs> and, uh, and let me ask you this: Have you ever seen a movie with him where he doesn't? He was, young. <laughs> he was dressed like that. <laughs> no, I mean, because I mean, if you've seen Risky Business, I mean, that's how he was oh, dressed. Oh, good lord! So. <laughs> Which that's yeah. another movie I might do. This you know year. what? I haven't seen that movie in years. But as soon as you said Risky Business, I, I thought of that character. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Him sitting in the back of that Dale U-Haul, just riding off, like, just laughing. Like, yeah, I was like, Jesus. Man, had Tom Cruise all messed up. But I'm like, you ever seen him in a movie where he wasn't like a sketchy character or he just might have been kind of sketchy? I mean, bad boys. Okay, but I mean that's when he, you know, pretty much aged, you know, as a as an actor. So yeah. Well, well I'm gonna I'm say this. I'm, I'm gonna say something like what you said when when y'all when you and Shahid did uh, that hard with Avenger when y'all talking about Inspector Cobb looked like he might have been doing some dirt back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he looked in the first Bad Boys movie. Yeah. I. Well, I'm sidetracking again, but y'all, if y'all used to hear me on here, y'all know I do this. I have Shahid furious after yesterday. <laughs> furious because of something I said about Armageddon. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's quite simple. Uh, oh, Rockhound. <laughs> Rockhound owed 160000 when he got off that air, uh, plane. Oh, I mean, got, off that, got off the uh, astro, uh, what do you call this? Can he get sure. it off the rocket? Yeah. He may not have been able to pay it. And Shahid's basically his thing is, well, he's a hero. He, you know, they probably gonna you know, tell you, you know, he's good. I'm like, look, yeah, they get money. Shot his ass. Low sharks and all that shit. They might let it slide. So I gave him like, hey, in Michael Bay universe, they probably would let him slide. Real world, yeah, all that hero shit ain't gonna last but for so long. So we had a we we had a we had a nice back and forth with that. Look, they probably look. They felt like, yeah, thanks for saving the world. Where our money at? <laughs> right. <laughs> do look, do him the same way. Uh, he got did in Fargo with Buddy choked the shit out of him with that damn belt and then beat him with it. Like uh, I said, he may in Michael Universe, he may be right. He may be a hero forever, and you don't have to worry about it. But if he wasn't in Michael Bay Universe, yeah, he shot his ass. Like I said, <laughs> a week later, he'd be found in a ditch. That man been, he'd have been like Luca Brasi. <laughs> with the fishes, <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. Well, you know that man with the Billy Bob throwing that to like, hey, uh, you think y'all can get me in the witness protection program? <laughs> yeah, you better ask him with that one hundred and sixty. Stop playing. 
shoot, hey man, can, can you get me off of old times? Well, like I, yeah, like I said, I, like I told you, yeah, I get it though. You know, he thought he was gonna die, so he was trying to live it up. I, I get it. I think he would. I think he was trying to die out there. He didn't want to come back. <laughs> hey, that could be some truth to that too. He did not want to go. Gotta play like he went crazy. Uh, you ain't playing. You know what you're doing. Like I don't want to go back. I know what I owe. Shoot, I know what I did. What I was telling everybody before I left. I came up here to die. I the notes. The no taxes crew. <laughs> Just scam the U.S. government. He was looking like Yaffa Cole. Another one. <laughs> he was so furious just looking at that group. I mean, too, like, look, this look. Okay, I, I know we will we, be talking about midnight. Oh, right? Yeah, but, I know, right? <laughs> but still, no. The fact that the best plan that they could come up with, oh, we're going to get this ragtag group of oil drillers. That's that's I, what we're going to do. No, I think it would have been easier. Like, like they said, you train the astronauts how to drill. Because training them how to be an astronaut <laughs> Okay. Look, the fact that okay, the fact that now this didn't turn into armor. Oh, uh, you know what? No, let's get back on midnight run. We'll we'll save that for afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so I want right. you to be like, I, I came for midnight run. I know, damn Armageddon. <laughs> midnight Armageddon. That's what they do. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, but yeah, like I say, I've never seen the man in a movie where he didn't look sketchy and just look. He be talking too fast. He be moving and all them gyrations and talking fast. Like, bro, what's up with you? And then, like I say, how you gonna trust him in that damn Cliff Huxtable sweater? Like Man, that, shit was, that shit was dope. No, that second look, I ain't gonna lie. That second sweater he had, the 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 uh like the black and gold uh silver one looked like the Raiders of uh, colors. I I I'll rock that. I definitely would rock that. But that first one, no, nah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rock that one. But so he basically like, hey, uh, Jack, look, I need I need you to do this uh, thing for, you know, Serrano, right? You know, Jimmy Serrano. Yeah. You know, the dude that basically ran you up out your job and everything. Um, He got, you know, the dude, uh, John, Jonathan Mardukas, that, you know, he he out and he on the run. He, you know, got all this evidence against Serrano. I need you to go get him. And Jack like, what? Like, hold on. Like, I ain't even do that shit. Like, I don't want to have nothing to do with Serrano. I know what this man did to me, but because fast talking Eddie and everything basically, basically talks him into this job, really. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, he really talked him into doing this job. I mean, he, he did tell me, hey, put up 100,000, you know, we score you, I'll do it. And pretty much. So he basically was doing it for the money, even though. Later in the movie, when Charles Grodin called him out on that nonsense, he tries to say, ah, that ain't what I'm all He's like, man, you just about the money. That's all you're about, which he was. So he ends up going and, you know, he got to find out where the dude live and all this type of stuff. So, okay, so like this part right here, they could have easily cut all this out. We didn't need to see De Niro on, you know, on stakeout doing surveillance with the tape recorder and all this stuff. We didn't need to see that, honestly. I think that's a lot where that runtime, you know, get padded with with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was to show that hey, he is savvy. You know, this is how he moved. This is why he's good at his job. Basically, he, he's he's very professional in what he does. Yeah, because he's coming from it from that cop aspect of it. he just ain't out there like Marvin just running around doing nonsense. Basically, Marvin was winging it. 
if winging it had a pitcher next to it. Yeah, it definitely would be his pitch. <laughs> right? So he ends up finding where the Duke lives. He goes to this man's house again with this shoddy, like you say, expect the gadget um, <laughs> picking device. Go literally goes in this man's house looking around, and this big ass white dog comes out and then near bit his ass. <laughs> and he gotta run in the bathroom. Jeff, imagine somebody breaking to your house. They supposed to be coming to get you, but they gotta uh, barricade themselves in the shower. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, get the hell out of my shower. Like, get out of here. I'm like, no, get the fuck out. I'm, I'm not going with you. My dog gonna bite your ass. Get out of here. I'm gonna shoot that damn dog. Stop playing. We're gonna shoot the dog. But, but I did skip the part though. Um, where before he actually ends up at uh, the dude's house, the FBI was already following Jack. So that's when we get introduced to uh, Alonzo Mosley and his group, and they basically hemmed up uh, um, Jack, put him in the back seat, and all this stuff. And why was Jack playing in this man face? <laughs> like, like seriously, like why? Why is he? Because Jack, Jack, Jack is a little stinker. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a little stinker. He just like fucking with people. And he just literally playing in this man face and like, oh, do you? I do all you guys go to the same store about the you know the sunglasses together? Like, like really? Like, what are you doing? Like. And you have it like, are you serious right now? Like, are you are you screwing with me? Like, what's going on? But we told him to get the, get the fuck out of get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think Yaffa, I think De Niro was like messing with him. I think Yaffa just like hey, get the fuck out of there. You know what? A day with you, I'll probably be acting like Yaffa. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just a day with you because you seem like yeah, you be doing that De Niro shit too. You know what? Um, I'll be I'm, looking at your ass just like he was. <laughs> well, your ass. <laughs> well, well, all I say is that the, the the time that we was together, and you know, we did witness a dude getting ushered out of a out yo of a man. <laughs> this motherfucker, uh, he was Joe Pesci and shit. Look at my money. <laughs> There's my money on the floor right there. Dude. We asked for a medium rare steak. You give me a medium rare steak. They say he wanted his medium rare. He would live it. <laughs> Only New York, baby. New York Times. <laughs> I'll never forget this. <laughs> when I asked you for a medium rare, you give me a medium rare steak. <laughs> I was serious about, about a medium rare steak. I'll like, never that. forget it. Man, buddy had to get escorted out over a medium rare steak. I ain't never seen no shit like that in my life. <laughs> See whatever I come to New York and that's and that's what happened. Think somebody getting getting <laughs> ushered out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so yeah, Mosley basically he like okay, you get the dude, you bring him to us and everything. But Jack like he thinking to himself like if I bring him to y'all, I don't get my I don't get my money. So like, what the hell I'm gonna do that for? Trying to get my dough. Exactly. Like all right, whatever. So when they. When they kick him out the car and everything, they throw his sunglasses back at him, and it's like shit. And like I said, how the hell he got um, Mosley wallet? I have no idea. But he's like, thanks for the wallet, thanks for this too. And then, okay, De Niro did that. That was just De Niro doing some goofy shit. Because why does he walk away and then he turn back doing that silly shit with the wallet? Like what the like? What was that? 
And De Niro just being De Niro. Pretty much. So after that, that's when he goes to get uh, the Duke and everything. So now he got him and he calls Eddie and everything. So again, like this 30, 30, 40 minutes of the movie where we realizing, okay, that once Jack got uh, the Duke, this is where we start to realize, okay, there's other people kind of doing a lot of snitch shit because Eddie doesn't even 100% believe that Jack can get the Duke back, first of all. Then the dude that's working with Eddie is actually snitching to Serrano people about where Jack is and like and everything. And then you got the feds that's staking out Eddie's place. So you got like a lot of moving pieces going on, and it all kind of starts to unfold after Jack gets uh, the Duke and everything. So like... Watching this, like, how do you feel about the way they kind of like got all these moving pieces going on? It's too much. So it's too much. I'm being honest with you. I think there was a more digestible way to do this. Uh, and I guess it's easier for me, you know, playing armchair quarterback. But yeah, I just think it was just too much. I thought it was, I thought that could be simpler. Like, cause you know, having the guy in the um office kind of be a snitch was like, okay, but did he ever get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, well, well, you find out like at the very end, like supposedly he got picked up by the feds too. But, oh yeah, he did. I forgot all about that. But you but you don't see it. Yeah, you don't see it. So we really didn't get that payoff. We yeah. just hear about it. So it's more like. If you remember who that character is, he's like, oh, okay, but we should at least saw that. Yeah. And then, too, we don't understand, okay, why exactly is he snitching to Serrano? Like, what is his connection to Serrano anyway? I mean, you know, movies back then, especially around the late 80s, early 90s, you always had, like, a snitch that you really didn't get no backstory. Either. The, the easiest thing you could say was it was money or, you know, he was just a mole. He was just, you know, in the right place, right time, looking out. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that dude, yeah, well, that tracks. Okay, so how how did you feel about De Niro and Charles Grodin once you get them together? Because a lot of the movie does hinge on the relationship between the I two. I think. Of them. How should I say this? I think initially it took a minute to get going, but I think that was strategically done that way, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought it should have been a little more, maybe a. A handful of times more where you saw that barrier break where they were making that headway like, oh, no, you know, I kind of see what you're doing. You got a little sprinkle, but I don't think you got it enough for that last scene with them, too. It didn't build like you were supposed to build up to that moment. That moment just kind of happened. And they could have played it a little more like a little give and take a little bit, you know, like he still was doing his job, but Nah, you're an alright guy, you know. You, you had those scenes, but my buddy was always that second uh, act. He was just like always trying to get the fuck up away from De Niro. Well, when you like shoot, like wait a minute, like, you seem to be to the guys that basically you didn't want to work for, but it's the same people that want to kill me. Yeah, you know that should have been. A, I think that's where we saw the kind of like, damn, you're right, fucked up, but I want my hundred thousand. <laughs> And then when when they start scamming together with yeah. the whole with the whole uh, like okay, 
They literally robbed this damn bar about talking about they the feds and about some fake twenty dollar bills. Like <laughs> it's fake. I mean, I'll, I'll I was just thinking it when I saw that scene today. I was like, wait a minute, De Niro just could have did this. He could have just told De Niro the plan, but I guess it worked. Little, 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 I guess it worked with him. De Niro did look kind of a little disheveled. He did, and and the way the way uh, Mark Duke is, the way he you know stood up straight and had that demeanor mm-hmm. about him, people they believe him a lot, a hell of a lot more. He definitely could have switched uh, roles. I think it could have worked still too. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if I can see. Can I see Charles Groton running around like um like, hey, this man was jumping off shit. He alright. He'd be running. He'd be he'd be good. Nero was running. He can run. They all that, with that big ass coat that they <laughs> that they'll Billy the Kid coat out there and shit. But um but yeah, I mean a lot of movies do hinge on like their relationship. Like you said, it it did take a little while for it to get going, but like I said, it's strategic. And then we do get glimpses because I think you know. I think a lot of it was too, and then watching it this time made me think about it. I think Jack was lonely, so even though he didn't necessarily want to be talking to Mardukas about his personal life, he was like just saying stuff like with his person about his personal life because he had nobody to talk to. Yeah, he definitely kept people at arm's length. So since everything went down in Chicago, it's like he don't let people get close to him. So when this guy was there and he was genuinely asking him questions just to hold a conversation, it was kind of like, huh? Nah, I mean, get the fuck out of here. But, you know, he went and he, he, he saw it. Eventually he would he answer, answer them, yep. but he would answer them in his own arm length way. Like, I'll tell you enough, but then just shut the fuck up. And then it's like, if he started talking just a little bit too much, it's like, he got to remember, like, man, do I know you? Like, man, get, yeah. like, get out of here. Like, hold on. <laughs> Why? He basically did the heat. Answer so many questions, lady. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Why you want to know anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, Edie of the Dale blended that movie. Oh, good lord! Did he had, you know what? Real quick about that, he had that. He had to do that lady like that. He 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 basically got that lady all in love with him, just for him to have to go deal with Wayne growing his bullshit, just to get shot in the damn uh, airport yard and shit. Like, and she didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> if you can't walk out of it, walk out, walk out on it, then you know. Like the man literally left us stranded at this car, just ran away from her. Then he go out there and get shot, and, and she had no clue where he went. Like just left the man, just left the lady just sitting there. Oh, damn it! But anyway, um, so yeah, now they pretty much on the run, and like I said, we starting to see all the pieces start to fold coming to play because that's when you get the Serrano goons which I think some of their stuff could have been cut out a little bit too because I mean we have to spend a lot of time with them they could just pop up like how they did you know running up on Jack and uh, Mardukas but we need to see them on the phone with with Serrano and and the other one like play punching him and all this stuff like what are y'all doing like y'all want <laughs> yeah. me these, these like y'all y'all are not the meat of the movie what why we spend so much time with y'all yeah so I say a lot of stuff could have been cut down out there too. And then once again, that plays into the runtime of the movie. So um that's when okay, so Marvin gets called in basically. Like, okay, Jack is fucking this up. Cause that becomes like a running thing. Like, oh well, Jack fucking it up. So we're gonna call Marvin. And it's like, so Marvin is the best that you can call. 
<laughs> like, I mean, at the rate they paying, I guess he is. Yeah, because he was cheap. Because Eddie said he going to pay uh, Jack 100000 and only going to give Marvin, what, 45 or, or 25 or whatever. And it's like, yeah, man, you like old third-string quarterback. Really, you can get you on the on a real bargain, basically. So it's like, okay, so he going to come in. And just, okay, John, seeing John Aston in this movie, like knowing him from the Beverly Hill Cop movies, or if you've seen Gone, Baby, Gone, like seeing him in, in, in that movie. But then when you watch him here, like, how, how did you feel like watching him in this after watching oh, him in the other movies? He's definitely like slimy in this one. So it was just like, yeah, that's different. Because <laughs> it's almost like he could be like one of those dirty people that just like just get money and do whatever you got to do. And that's basically what he, you know, he'll do anything to get his money. So it was just weird seeing him play this character because I don't watch a lot. I haven't seen a lot of his films that he's in. All I remember is like Beverly Hills Cop, this, and I know it's something else. Wait, you ever, do you ever see Gone Baby Gone? I did see Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, because he he uh Ed Harris partner. But for some reason I don't remember Gone Baby Gone. Oh no. Yeah, that movie that movie the wild too. Yeah, I might need to just rewatch it just to remember. But it, but yeah, I mean, outside of the, the first two Beverly Hill cop movies, this and Gone Baby Gone, I've never seen him in nothing else. I mean, I know he's been in stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't see too many of his movies yeah. like that. But like I say, knowing him as Taggart, who is always the because he's the straight lace one. You know, Axel's Axel. Rosewood, you know, he got his other shit going on. But Taggart is supposed to be like the straight man of the, of the group. But then seeing him running around, you know, chasing De Niro and getting beat up and everything and just talking shit. And it's like, yeah, that's a, I mean, he is a good character actor, I guess. So, but yeah, it's it just funny, like seeing him play this type of, like you said, sleazy, slimy character, basically. Um, and was pretty much the reason why certain things happen towards the end of the movie because he just bullied his way into shit when he shouldn't have. This man was about to go home. Oh, shit. I know that who I think it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, almost almost ruined the whole goddamn thing. Right? That's why his ass got, that's why his ass got arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, he decided yeah, to I jump <laughs> And just watch a cigarette around this guy, Jack. Yo, that's the one thing that I... Listen, folks, this may be aging myself, but smoking in the 80s was disgusting. You could just smoke anywhere, any fucking where. Movie theater, McDonald's, whatever the fuck you wanted to smoke, you could just smoke. And it was all good because I noticed it in this movie where people were just smoking everywhere. And Charles Groton called it like, like smoking. That's a killer. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. I feel like that was the real actor just saying that shit. <laughs> You know, like I, I think like what I told you when I decided I wanted to do this movie. I said it, I would love to have known the behind the scenes, like how Charles Groton and Robert De Niro got along. Because knowing that Charles Groton was a Republican and De Niro being a demo, you know, liberal Democrat the way he is, I'm pretty sure they had some interesting conversations, you know, behind the scenes on set. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, um, let's not talk. Let's let's not talk about politics. Oh no, no, no but, but no, I'm just saying because like, no, I'm just, saying that's what he probably told him. Like, yeah, we keep <laughs> politics out of this. Shit. <laughs> like, you you really you really with this Reagan guy? Like, come on, like, what are you doing? 
Oh, you know, I don't know if we don't know when De Niro might have changed. He might have changed. You know, he might have been along the same lines think as back then. So who knows? That's true. Gruden just kind of stayed consistent. <laughs> that is that is true. You know what? I mean, we look. We always just assume that because oh, well, De Niro had a black wife and everything. So, but yeah, you never know. Like I know, um, the box car scene they had. Basically, they said that that I think that scene was improvised by both of them. So, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah I, I can definitely because Groden just basically doing both their parts and everything. And De Niro trying not to laugh, like, like, like you really doing this over there. Cause he basically asked me, "Do you ever have sex with that?" Imagine you improvising, you throw that shit out. Do you have sex with an animal? And you can tell the dude want to laugh. He just like this motherfucker, like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But that's like that's like one of the few times like where where they like was really bonded and everything because yeah. they didn't been through a lot of shit at that point anyway. So, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a lot of them, you know, basically having to duck and dodge and all this type of stuff so this when we get into this part is where you start to learn more about uh jack's backstory and he he was like he was basically serpical in chicago he didn't want to take no um he didn't want to be on the tape so serrano basically like bullied him out of out of his job and some way he fell into being a damn bounty hunter and he lost his wife who ended up getting with another cop what now Correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did they insinuate that that her new husband was basically on the take? Yes. Okay. But, so yeah, it's like that whole thing. He hadn't seen his ex-wife and his daughter in nine years, and everything. And you know, that got to be a hell of a thing. I know. I know. I didn't skip a bunch of stuff, but I feel like you kind of have to with some of this. Um, the fact that you pull up at your ex-wife house nine years and we didn't get I don't think we got a, a nice boat you know tied to that to that part of the movie we didn't because it's like you saw the face his daughter was making she's like daddy shit like you know she was she's seeing her dad it was just yep. more like yeah you know I'm just here for a cup of coffee and I'm out of here thanks for the car and I ain't taking your money and it was like no, we needed a we needed a bow tied up nicely. This by the end of the movie. Yeah, let him pull back up at the end, knock on the door, and his daughter answers the door. But you know, De Niro. I know back in twenty ten they were talking about a a sequel, and yeah, that's see, you made the same like. I'll be down for a sequel, uh, or a direct sequel, because apparently, no, not apparently. This movie does have what three TV movie sequels. Whoa, TV sequels? Which, oh, can you tell me the um, sequels that they are? Do you have them there? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look. When I was when I was looking it up like earlier and everything, I was like, wait a bit, Midnight Run has has some damn sequels. So I should have. Let's see. And why are you looking for that? These are the names that were considered for Jack Walsh, Mel Gibson. Mm. Kurt Russell, who I absolutely could see, Michael Keaton, mm. Richard Gere, Burt Reynolds, Clint Eastwood, no, <laughs> Charles Bronson, no, Gene Hackman, no, Don Johnson, Tommy Lee Jones, no. <laughs> you talking about somebody? Boy, they would have had Jack out here, crazy. Uh, John Travolta, Arnold mm. Schwarzenegger, 
Sylvester Stallone. So the, you know the the heavyweights of the '80s, pretty much. So you got okay. You gonna love this title? Another Midnight Run. That was the that was the TV sequel. Yes, and 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 goddamn Christopher McDonald, good old Shooter McGavin himself, played Jack Walsh. Yes. Mm. Right. Because he he is he's Jack Walsh in the TV. So you got a, like I said, you got another Midnight Run. Then you got Midnight Runaround. And then you got Midnight Run for Your Life. And I'm looking at the Christopher McDonald splash page right now where another midnight run. I'm like, oh my God. Did they film those back to back? Yes. Because they all came out in 1994. Good. Oh, so I still, this is November 8th, 2021. Universal Pictures are making a sequel to Midnight Run. Maybe. And you see, and you see who they say is supposed to be leading that, right? Uh, Regina Hall. Yes. Like really? I mean, I ain't gonna say she couldn't do it, but that'll be that'll that'll be real interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to see it though. She, I'm down to see it too. Up. But that's kind of wild. Like, because what would the story be? Oh, Jack, moving that three hundred thousand. I gave everybody <laughs> read that shit back. Your coffee shop took off, didn't it? But she, but that's go that's that's weird though, cause she would be Jack Walsh. Huh? So it's like, cause if like she, uh I don't know. I don't know. Is if they ever do come out with a sequel, I definitely will watch it though. Yeah, like I said, that'd be that'd be weird. But uh, yeah, but you know, I'm almost I'm pretty sure these damn TV sequels is probably hard to find though. Because if anything, and now I think it'd be easy because you could just send it to streaming. You don't have to. You don't have to be a you know a movie experience. Oh yeah, I mean, shoot, got a lot of stuff now that you you would normally see at the movie theater. Shoot, pop up like, on screen. I think uh, the Midnight Run was our father's and uncle's movie. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. their their movie around that time. So it's like. Yeah, if you market it right, you can get the younger people to watch. You just have to, you know, move, have yeah, a, just, an eclectic cast. I'll say, yeah, just, just, just don't do that house party nonsense. That's all I got to say. And, but I'm going to tell you something about that movie. I think that movie's a lot better than the trailers have been. For some reason, I don't think the trailers have shown the movie. I got the gist of the movie, but it hasn't shown the movie. If that makes any sense. I I'm not saying it's gonna be a great movie. I'm just saying the trailers. Kind of like hiding some stuff. I think it's gonna be. A, I think it's going. Oh well, you know now. You know if a, if a trailer is deceptive, they say you can't sue. Oh yeah, I just I, I just seen that recently too. I read that. What was that? A week ago? Two weeks ago? I read that shit. I was like, damn. Like what? Somebody got furious about a trailer. Well, I think yeah. Marvel. You know, Marvel did that like two or three times with uh trailers. No, but but there's a movie. I think uh, old girl uh, Anna Damaris is supposed to. She's in the trailer, but she's nowhere in the movie at all. Mm. And people went to see it because they wanted to see her in the movie, and they were furious. Like she was only in. They only had her in the trailer. That was it. And that that thing, you know, that's when this whole thing came about. Well, you know, movie trailers being too deceptive. 
people can sue about that. It's like, what? So, yeah. But yeah, these damn midnight run sequels with Christopher McDonald. Like, really? Yeah. I I, I gotta I gotta watch uh, another midnight run. I have to find it and watch it. I'm sure um, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, everything. Nah, I'm gonna look for you right now. <laughs> so oh well, my jump doing that. Uh getting back into the real midnight run. Um this is when we start to get um Serrano starts to make appearances throughout. Dennis Farina just kind of furious about why why is this guy still around? Like, oh, and now Jack Walsh, my my enemy, you know, dude that I could never get on the take. He's involved in this now. Oh, this is too great. We can we can get all we can get all of them out of the paint all together at the same and time. Yes, it is on YouTube. Good lord. All right. Yeah, I might have to, well, I might have to watch it tomorrow. Um, so it's just funny, like watching him cuss out uh Philip Baker Hall. They're supposed to be his lawyer. Cause he's trying to tell him, like, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to be too involved in any of this. Let let other people handle uh-huh. it. You're like, it's, chill out, bro. You you doing too much. And he just cussed him out, like, calm down, Sydney. I got this. I'm like, all right. Go have a coke at the smile. Because <laughs> you notice, you notice who wasn't at that uh their airport when, when Serrano got, got arrested? Sydney. Sydney ass wasn't there. <laughs> he was sitting so well, like, told this stupid motherfucker. But, um, like, how do you feel about Dennis Farina like playing playing this character, especially after I knew since you've watched Snatch now and saw him running around in there and everything? Oh, you know what? He was in uh, uh I just totally talked about this with you. He was in uh, Reindeer Games too. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just he does these characters the best. He's, I mean, he's just really good at that talk and that you know what i mean that whole swagger he got that shit locked down yeah he he, he had it in in snatch too until until bullet to tony uh <laughs> until he messed around and shot his ass and yeah, you want to <laughs> watch snatch tonight stop playing <laughs> running around trying to find benicio del toro <laughs> <sighs> give me the kiss oh my god you know what okay yeah because see i'm gonna end up watching goddamn snatch too but um but yeah, he just like the he's the big bad of Chicago, basically. He he basically like Eric Roberts from uh, the Dark Knight. But um yeah, so he kind of upset. He getting his goons all involved in everything now, too. So again, it's like everybody going after Jack because for various reasons, they don't want Jack to come back with, with Duke for whatever reason, whether it's Serrano, Eddie with his nonsense. The FBI want to, you know, so it's like everybody on their trail and they somehow are evading everybody, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. But going back to the whole, because, I mean, you get that shootout because it was on the bus. Because the thing is, the dude don't want to, he, he says he can't fly. You know, he's afraid of flying and everything. Hmm. Because think about it. If, if they get on that plane, that's a short-ass movie. <laughs> what you yes. think about it? So... You, you got to do this old plane train automobiles uh, nonsense, basically. I, just, I don't a, think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? They do it. Yeah. Well, I forgot. Something other phobia he said. He's like, man, like, all right, you're going to have fistophobia and many, all this nonsense and everything. I mean, I was so, running game. Pretty much, because we find out later this motherfucker. He can, he's actually a goddamn pilot. So, 
he probably got out there if he could have could have got that damn stick moving. But um, yeah, so they on a bus because again, uh, the dude that's working with Eddie every time, every time um Jack calls, he listening in the back, just listen, and then oh oh you know I'm gonna go get some donuts, going up the street, get on the um payphone snitching and everything. So they okay, so they get this big shootout and everything when they getting off this bus. And okay, why the hell these goons they literally standing up there when the FBI show up just in plain sight, like like it wasn't no big deal. I, let's just say um these guys got paid a lot of money and they were not good at their jobs at all. <laughs> it it turned into some Looney Tune shit. So so basically, they they was hired by Michael Corleone. Is what you're saying? Uh, I'm pretty sure they were. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, so this jacket, the uh, the dude get off the off the bus. Mosley and, and his whole crew, they done pulled up, and the two goons that's supposed to be following them, they're like, "What the fuck are these guys?" Like, you know, realize they are feds and the cops, like. Don't know who are they. So Mosley, which which is funny. Yeah, I think Cody got some of the best facial expressions in this movie. Cody, he walk up on Jack like, yeah, like you remember me? Like he's like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, you been running, you still playing in my face? All right. So the goons up top, they start shooting, and okay, what the hell gun did Yaffic Cody have? Because his thing sounded like damn dirty Harry out there. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, said put some power behind my shit. Because everybody else is like pop, pop, pop. He's like, Whoo. like shit. Like what the fuck the hell he got? But all right. So why why they in the shootout? Jack he get Mardukas and they go scurrying out of there, get to the damn cop car. They they speed off. So because of that, it's like okay, you know, we kind of hot right now, and since we in Chicago, well. I might as well go see my ex who I ain't seen in nine years. And I will say this. That's a hell of a thing that you you haven't seen your ex in nine years. You pull up and you begging for money. That's that got to be a, like shit. She's probably like shit. Ain't shit change. I see. Oh, well, <laughs> when she was furious when, when, when she came to the door. It's, it's like, oh, I, oh, I saw about you two on the news. Like, oh, we on the news? Like, they say anything good? Hell no. Fuck you asked me that for. Y'all ass want it. Like, shit, what you think? So she yelling at him about, look, you got to get up out of here because Tom about to be home in a minute. And if he see your ass, he's definitely going to jail. So he started. So they basically like, you could tell like there's still some old wounds between the two of them. Because mm-hmm. they start yelling and the daughter walk in. And that's when Jack's like, Oh shit! Oh, um, and the way De Niro playing it, like it's like he, almost like he don't know what to say to his own daughter. Yeah, I mean that's tough. You ain't seen her in nine years, and shit, she a damn near what teenager? Yeah, cause she's, she's in the eighth grade. So, yep. so he he's standing there looking stuck and like he looking down bad, and and Marduk is he just standing there with them damn handcuffs? She on, was, like, she's like, damn, my daddy broke. I mean, like, let me break them all up. <laughs> 
that's even worse. Like the wife gave him, I think it was like two hundred so dollars. The daughter come run outside. Here's a hundred and eighty dollars. Like, oh, Jesus. Like she she grew up like, yeah, last time I saw my dad, I gave him a hundred and eighty dollars. He was with this guy trying to get him back to, to Los Angeles. Like, shit. That's some rough shit. But so yeah, they end up giving him, you know, she gave him the keys to the car, give him a little bit of money so they can and only Okay, they in Chicago, so they drive from Chicago to Almarilla, Texas, with basically three hundred and something dollars. If I'm getting yeah, it right, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, really? So yeah, clearly this was the eighties because shit, you ain't getting out of state no three hundred something dollars. Yeah, some states, some states, some states you can skate through with three hundred. Put it like this: you ain't driving from Miami to Jacksonville with no three hundred dollars. Oh, you no, gonna no. get out of the state. All right, but but yeah, so they basically put they got to pull up to uh Terry Funk Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, <laughs> right? And okay, this is when this this is when the movie kind of get wacky at this point because they're in in Amarillo, Texas. That's when they do this scam nonsense at their bar because at that point all they got is fifty three cents and and the dude looked down bad. Cause he wanted some real food to eat, but all he had was fifty three cents, and he could only get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. <laughs> but the look that was on his face, he was so hurt. And he was hungry, shit. But okay, but the crazy thing about it, and I mean, I'm jumping to the very end. This man has money on him, but he can't say that he do. It's like dog. I keep just quiet between me and myself and I. So he gotta suffer. <laughs> he gotta sit there and suffer, even though he know he could have pulled out a damn thousand dollar bill. Like, man, give me everything on that damn menu. But so it's like, man, we gotta get some money. So, so Jack calls Eddie, telling him like, wire him some money to Amarillo, Texas. And okay, this goofy shit that they pull because they only way to go get this money. Why the hell the goons come walk up, almost get hit? It's like, okay, y'all hit a coin. It's like, Jack, you don't have no type of perception, of, like, their perception. You don't see these dudes walking up on you? Like, uh, he, definitely, he definitely was uh, lacking out here. Because, like, they literally run up on him. And then they hem him up on the side of the building. Marvin come pulling up. And he knocks their ass out. And then Jack think because Jack is smarter than Marvin. That's the whole thing. He's smarter than Marvin. That's all he got to be. Mm-hmm. And he take the he take his car keys, throw them into the damn sewer drain. But he handcuffs himself to Marduk. Like, look, it look, I guess it's a package deal. So you, then you get this long ass damn car chase, which we really didn't need. Had your boy uh, Pink Van Cleef up there trying to take him from the air, um, and everything, but. They end up almost going over the dam into the river. And we get to see, okay, Jack know how to shoot. Okay, he good. He can shoot. He can shoot the propeller mm, like, he, he definitely got some aim. Yeah, like like he uh like he Rambo out there, you know, going against Tussle and his men or something. Um so yeah, he ended up blowing up the uh, helicopter. But in the process of that, they Marducas end up going into the damn river and everything. Once again, Marvin falls for the Marvin lookout bullshit. Mm-hmm. Get knocked out. 
And then you get this whole thing in the river. Now, why? Okay. Why is Jack being an asshole? Even though Marduk could have pushed his ass back in that water and his ass could have went floating down and died. Why are you being an asshole to this man? I mean, he, he's consistent. <laughs> I, I guess. Because it's like, okay, you fighting for your life. This man say, if I help, you going to let me go. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Like, I take this big ass thing and push your ass down the river. Fuck you. And let myself go. Because at that point, he ain't handcuffed. So, it's like, he could just did what he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, he definitely could have just left. Yeah, left his ass and Jack went, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, all that shit. So, after that, that's when they end up going to that damn bar and do that scamming shit. And it's like, like, first of all, these, these people in this little town, they clearly was easily manipulated because ain't no way I'm going to let these two dudes come in there and try to pretend like they the FBI that they tracking somebody with some bills. A dude, if people had these, these fake bills, ain't no way, why the fuck he going to be in this little ass town? I guess they talked a big game. So um, after that, that's what, okay. So they get this money. And why the hell they go buy some damn grocery? Man, they were hungry. Jeff, where the hell they was going? <laughs> but seriously, where, where were they going with these bags of grocery? Like, where were they See, going? Yeah, I think you, you forgetting the times. <laughs> Listen, they clearly bought snacks. They didn't buy groceries. They bought I snacks. I could have sworn I saw a loaf of bread in one of them bags. Yeah, you can make some. They probably bought some um uh cold cuts for a sandwich. Uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Listen, so, man. Eighties people eating wild. People would go in the grocery store. They give you that double bag, brown bag. You put your two liter in there. Your chips, your bread, your sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? The cheese. And they were on the road. They were like, shit, we're going to eat all this up by the time we get somewhere. So it didn't matter. But they had no cost of what the hell they was. They were just going to be walking and eating. Yes. <laughs> you saw, they were down bad. You like asking too many questions. <laughs> when you down bad, hey, you're going to do anything. Yeah, because clearly they do anything here. I've because- seen motherfuckers buy a, a large pizza and walk down the street and eat that shit <laughs> because they wanted pizza so bad. Good Lord. Oh, my. Okay, so they definitely do some some down bad shit here because they see this train coming and, and Jack like, all right, we gotta get on this train real quick. Take take the dude. They running alongside the train. Keep in mind that buddy that they just finessed out of this money is looking out the window, see them running along this train. Like mm-hmm, I know these motherfuckers was lying, so he getting on oh, the he, phone. You know, he 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 believed that shit. Yeah, he did because he was looking real nervous when they was checking them bills. So they run alongside the train and he throw okay, so they do get one bag on the train, but the bag that De Niro had that shit just ripped all over. He's like, shit. And just again, why Marduk is doing the way he do it. Like, are you gonna let me go? Man, fuck you. All right, that's it. So this time he really was gonna leave his ass. But De Niro jump on the train, come in on the other side. I guess I see you in the next life, huh? All right, so this is where okay again this is where the movie kind of slowed down a little bit because again it's just getting to know them, and I think 
like we talked about earlier, I think that's what hurts the movie. No, I won't say hurt the movie, but that's why we get this padded two hour plus movie because it slows them down and getting to know them nonsense. So, so that's I'm gonna skip ahead. So actually, to where after they've been riding on this train like hobos, they decide. Well, Jack decides to jump him off the train because they're like, "Well, if we stop at a regular stop, Mosley and his crew gonna be waiting." So we gotta get off. So they go steal this damn truck and everything. So they just ride and and everything. So. Again, they, they get into this damn car chase. And it's like a damn Blues Brother car chase and everything. So they evade the cops and all this. But Marvin pulls up because Marvin just somehow is lurking around all the goddamn time. And this time... They're like Silent Snake out here. <laughs> yeah, but he loud as shit, though. Yeah. Because he could pull it up. It's like, it's like, oh, it's a car. It's like, oh, wait a minute, that's Marvin. Like, oh, shit. The man knocks Jack out with that damn car door, grabs the dude, and just speed off. So now this time, Jack is in the position of Marvin because a few times Marvin got hemmed up by the feds. So now this time, Jack didn't got got by the feds. And at this point, Jack is like, man, shit, it's over. Marvin ain't got him. Marvin going to turn him in. I ain't getting my money. I'm fucked, basically. But then he, he decided to make that phone call. Mm-hmm. And he started cussing Eddie out. But while he cussing him out, he realized, oh, you, if if Marvin's not working for you, then he really working for Serrano. So Marvin was out here playing some goddamn reindeer games, basically. Got people thinking that he working for Eddie, but he was really working for Serrano. So he was so when he pulled up on them and got them away from the goons, it's like that was part of the plan, basically. Why am I wrong? Cause okay, cause that okay, that don't make sense. Cause when they called him later, it's like, okay, was y'all always working together? Wait a minute. You know I didn't take that. I didn't take that he was working with it. Because when 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 Jack made that phone call, when he calls and he he says uh, uh that that he's Marvin, when he called them and he said that he Marvin, they pick up the phone. It's like. Cause the way he called it is like, oh yeah, this like we always been like working together type of thing. No, I thought the whole thing was basically the Nero found out that he didn't have um buddy anymore. He didn't have yeah, I can't even think of his name now. Uh, Mardukas. Yeah, he didn't have the Duke no more. So he was like, oh shit. So yeah, I can still bring him to you. That's what. Oh, that's the only way. I, that's how I took that part. Maybe I was just. Wasn't paying attention. Oh, I thought that was the basis of the phone call. Yeah, I like. I don't know because it just the way it was when he calls to that hotel where the two goons pick up, and because they was expecting a, it's like they was expecting a call from Marvin. It's like, huh. oh yeah, maybe he did. I think I think he got once he found out about the twenty five thousand. I think he was like, you know what, fuck all this. It's the higher bid. Who are paying me the most? I'm a I'm a work. Yeah. So. So that's when Jack's like, all right, I got it. That's when he comes up with this damn scammer plan that he comes up with and gets damn Gaffet Coda and his crew to go along with it. Yeah, Coda won't he won't look into it. Yeah, and you know what? God bless Yafakota. That man was dealing with a fever throughout filming. 
So I know now I know that face. He was big, but just like, bro, I'm sick. What the fuck y'all want me to do? Yeah, look, okay, this plan that Jack comes up with basically is like, okay, because he going off of something that that uh the Duke told him earlier about if anything happened to him, he got evidence that would, you know, basically ruin Serrano and get him locked up for good. It's be- it's a plan that basically it's it, you everything got to go right, and you see everything didn't go right. It didn't go right, but still, it it worked out. Yeah, it worked you, out. You, you had a lot of things that had to happen. Yes, because a lot of things do happen. So we like, look, I can't tell you what it is right now. I got to tell you on the way. We got to be in Las Vegas in two hours. What? Wait a minute. Basically, what it is, I'm gonna have these these phony uh discs and everything. That says that I got evidence to prove that all the dirt you've been doing, and we just got to get you on camera. Well, prove, see you taking these discs to prove that you're doing some illegal shit, even though there ain't nothing on these discs. So basically, if it's scam the damn, <laughs> scam this, scam this man, and the FBI is going along with it because they want him so bad, which is like insane. So they all get to the um, to the airport. Marvin out here still trying to do some bullshit and he realized he ain't as smart as he is because he takes a picture of the Duke in this damn motel bathroom. Takes the picture and show it to the two goons. They knock his ass out. It's like, what the hell are you doing? He was out only like, man, look at the picture. It say on the damn tiles what, what motel he in. So it's like, like Marvin, are you that damn stupid? Like, take that out the picture. But he don't, so his ass get knocked out. So they end up so everybody end up at the airport and we get this face to face between Serrano and Jack and everything. He talking, talking real greasy to him, but he's talking like uh, your man, Senator Geary, basically. And Jack just standing there taking it like, all right, I'm about to get your ass anyway. But yeah, I got to mm-hmm. stand here and take this shit. So like, man, where's the dude? He's like, oh, he'll be here. Like, man, if he ain't here, man, I'm walking. Nah, come on, come on, chill out, chill out and everything. So. They finally get the Duke in there, and everybody's standing there. And like you said earlier, Marvin, he trying to go home, and he look over. Oh, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> then he go running his ass over there, getting on to it. In the midst of it, the wire that Jack got on is, you know, he gets screwed up, so they can't hear nothing. And it takes for Jack to walk away and start yelling, Serrano got the desk. The feds come jumping out of there. Everybody get hemmed up. Well, they came out like roaches, too. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the damn uh, airport was the feds. Everybody. So they jumped in there, him up everybody. And again, Yapit just come walking over real cool. And he look at Serrano, look at them discs, and just like, yeah, we got your ass. <laughs> and so it's like, wait a minute. So hey, I, I deal still good? It's like, yeah. Like, wait a minute. He, he get a deal? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> Marvin there got to yeah, What about me? And <laughs> hey, you almost fucked the whole thing up. Get your right? ass out of here. So we don't know where happened to Marvin after that. He probably got thrown in a Las Vegas jail somewhere. Um, so they end up leaving. So that was almost like wrapping up, you know, like a a loose end that Jack for years wanted to tie up, basically. Mm-hmm. So he get that. So they finally end up getting on the plane because I didn't mention earlier about the whole thing when the dude tried to run away on the damn crop duster and everything. And Jack had to get his ass. 
Oh, I'm scared of flying, motherfucker. Yeah, got me out here running around chasing your ass on these damn crop dust. What the fuck? So they end up getting on the plane. They get back to LA and they stop at a payphone. Jack calls Eddie and tells him, say, Yeah, I got the Duke. It's like, You got the Duke, yes! And everything. How y'all freak out of goddamn movies. It's like, Well, say, say hi to him, say bye to him because I'm letting him go. Click. What, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, he's really letting me go. Like, yeah, like, man, fuck it. Like, you know, I got you here. That's what I say I'm going to do. And yeah. Yeah, get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, you, you good. Because at that point, I think he felt relieved. Like, I brought down the person I've been trying to bring down for years. Right. And he was just basically like, I'm just here to make some money. He really, it was in his heart, he knew what he did was fair to, you know, that guy giving the money, giving it to the poor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he felt like it was just, but he couldn't like openly say that. As he was, he was kind of like, yeah, you know, I think you're doing the right thing, but I wasn't trying to catch you. I was from the outside looking in, so it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So so he was like, all right, I'll be, I'll see you in the next life. Because that's like they running joke throughout the movie. Like, I'll see you in the next life type thing. Mm-hmm. So Jack about to leave, and then Marty was like, hey, shh, hey, Jack, come here for a second. I'm like, what the fuck you want? So he walks and said, remember I said I had money? Take off this damn money belt like you a damn hard target or something. Hands it to him. It's like, the fuck is this? Man, this is like, look, it's a gift. You already let me go. So it ain't like I'm trying to bribe you. This is a gift. Like, man, how much is it? Probably about like 300 like, What? All thousand dollar bills. What the fuck? You had money. Man, I knew you had money, but I didn't know you had it on you. Like, wait a minute. We could have been eating damn steaks and lobsters right here. What the fuck you got going on? So it traveled in style. You was playing. Right. Right in right the damn limo. So, so, okay, this when okay, why Marduke is basically do some damn um teleport man shit. Oh, he ninja. <laughs> yes, yeah. Man, just, just faded away. Like, what the fuck? I mean, he told him he can go, so he gave him what he needed to give him, and he was out of there. He he went. So Jack's like, all right, well, I guess I will see you in the next life. So he go outside. He has to do like, hey, what time is? Oh, like. Told him what time it was like. Damn, I had like twenty five minutes. Like shit, I would have made it. Mm-hmm. Like damn. So he go to try to get a cab. He's like, hey, you got you got changed for a thousand. Man, get the fuck out of here. Well, look like I'm walking. As I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, two hours later he got mugged. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Damn it, gentlemen, he get mugged. Hi, you 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 and she he better take off these rose colored glasses y'all got this. <laughs> Man, that man did not get look. That man went through a lot of shit. Listen, in the last... he, I'm gonna tell you movies that ended tragically. <laughs> this man, two hours later, he got robbed. Sunset Park, uh, Fredro Star character got shot a week oh later God. after the championship game. <laughs> what? Y'all gotta, y'all gotta come on, man. This wait is a, real life. Wait a, wait a minute. Look, no. what was his name in that? Um, hey, what was his name in Sunset Park? I have no idea. All I, the only name I remember is goddamn Butter and uh, Spaceman. Them the only two names I yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember them, but I can't even remember his name. Probably was some Drano. Probably some uh, wacky shit. Busy B. Busy B. Shorty. Yeah, Shorty. Shorty got clipped after the game. Man, he did not get clipped after the game. So what do you think happened? This man just shot at somebody around the hood 
and he got out of jail because his coach lied. Man, y'all, like, see, y'all playing with me. Y'all playing my face. I know what my new picture gonna be when y'all pissing me off. Y'all just looking at oh, y'all. Oh, 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 you, oh, you're not gonna use um, uh, uh, Sarge no more? Nah, Sarge is when, I, when I'm highly irritated. <laughs> That's the only time I use Sarge. Well, he was highly irritating me the other day, I see. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you just be playing. And don't nobody else know it but me. <laughs> you be playing in my face. Shit. They just, just having a good time. Damn. Damn, Richard Pryor. I'm going to tell you something. I absolutely, I know you posted this yesterday. I absolutely hate you right now. What? I hate that you put that picture up there. Oh, with them? Yes. Oh, you got stupid. They look. <laughs> and Richard Pryor found the highest gas too. Oh shit! You know, you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. That okay? Because all right, so I I used to let my mustache grow out, right? <laughs> when I let it grow, out, I had their Richard Pryor mustache. Is there any pictures? <sighs> are, are there any pictures? Yes, I need, yes. I need, a, I need to see them immediately. <laughs> yes, there's one. There's one picture. I, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you see it. Yeah, so, boy, if you like Rick, get that Richard Pryor, I'll be laughing my ass off all night. <laughs> but that's that's back. That was, that's before them beard and mustache started going gray. So that's why that's why I won't be having no hell my damn face going. Yeah, let it, let it, be, be yourself. Be be free. No man, I'm I'm still I'm still young. I'm I'm like I'm like Doc Holliday. I'm still in my prime. Come on, man. Shit. All right. <laughs> All right, prime. <laughs> I'm still in my I'm in my prime. Baby. Hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We you're you're on the wrong side of 30, right? <laughs> yes, I'm on the wrong okay, side. Okay, then it's over with. Stop. Once you over 35, y'all is done. All that young stuff is over listen, with. Listen, listen. I'm in my prime. <laughs> Look. All right. Hey, I'll let you have it, Doc. Look, in a, in a, in a, in a month and a half from now, I'll be 37. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, creeping. Yeah. Oh, you creeping up to it, too. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you fi- I'll let you find it. I know how it was. I don't remember how it was for me. So, uh, yeah, just keep thinking. Keep thinking young. Good luck, man. Hey, but the great thing about it, people don't, when I tell people how old I am, they, they be like, what? Oh, you like, definitely don't look like you don't look your age. Yeah. Because oh, I, I don't look, I ain't, I ain't running the streets like dogs. Well, we either. black, no, nah, we black. We age, we age a little bit better than you know other races. Not yeah, to say you know we just that, age better. That's true. Because the dude I work with, he got, he was furious when when somebody thought that me and him were the same age, and come to find out, I am six years older than him. So <laughs> <laughs> he was furious. <laughs> mm. uh, but anyway, so. That's midnight run. Um, I'm not gonna go along with what Jeff said about Jack getting beat up and mugged for their money on their thing. All right, you don't have to go what I said, but y'all know what's up. We know the how the real world works. You in LA, just walking the streets for three hundred thousand. How far he got to go? Yeah. And what part of LA he live in? Yeah, you ain't really think about that, did you? Look. Listen. What you doing? What you doing around here, cuz? 
<laughs> I don't want any trouble with you guys. You know, I'm just walking, just walking home. Or you walk at home. What you got what you got? Hey, they be with, look, they be with known in them streets. What are you talking about? You don't know in them streets. Jack Walsh was known in them streets. Don't don't do that man like that. All right. Don't let you have it. See, I've I've learned now. I gotta let you and Shahid have y'all little little battles because what I say, yeah, I think I just be doing it for jokes. I'm probably dead serious. Look. Well, oh, I'm gonna I'm I'm say it when we done recording because I, I still that's that shit was still funny to me. Um, and well, I think I told you when we talked uh, before about you know the first time I I heard the man getting that furious on the podcast. Man, <laughs> <laughs> was upset about Hoosiers. <laughs> I thought oh, he did. Oh, oh, oh my God! But oh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean that's that's midnight run. Uh, Jeff, um, if you had to rate it out of five, five Alonzo Mosley, uh, shades, what you giving it? Yeah, I give it a three and a half. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an enjoyable watch. Like, yeah, it's a, it's an enjoyable watch, but it's a little dated, but still a good watch. It was good. Like I said, that first half is just a little first 30 minutes, 40 minutes is like a little, ugh. Can we get to the meat of the story? Then after that, it's kind of like spool selling. Yeah. And plus, I mean, you get to see De Niro kind of running around doing some goofy shit. Which yeah. You, which you don't see a lot of. Yeah, yeah. De Niro is definitely, um, when he when he picks his comedies, he is very, I want to say strategic, or he definitely has to be into it to do it. So I could really tell he was into this. Yeah. So, like I said, I got to see, I got to see Jackknife because... I mean, we said that that man was down bad in in this, but well, you saw that picture I sent you. <laughs> Him and Ed Harris was down bad, and the fact that he was dirty macking on this man's sister, and with the way he hold on, the way he was looking, is just still insane to me. As a matter of fact. Let me let me know when you got the pitch I just sent you. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> this man was out here like that, trying to trying to ease up on Kathy Baker. Like, really? Look, man, when they like you, when they like you, you know, it don't matter. <sighs> that man was filthy. Look at that man's hands. That man's hands is dirty. Filthy. You talking about look at his hair? Look at that hat. <laughs> that man, like he just like he dug a damn like a two foot. Hole and slept in it, and then just rolled out of it. <laughs> Look, man, that man tried to make it, man. I, I ain't got no problem with that. Like I said, I gotta watch that movie. When I when I read what the synopsis was, I was like, wait a minute, I gotta see this now, just to see like De Niro out here being down bad in a movie. But uh, if you had to pick a favorite character, who you rocking with? Africa. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was furious. <laughs> that man, that, that man was just furious, and I understood why. I definitely understood why. White people playing. doing white people shit. That, that's why. And they kept fucking with that man all throughout <laughs> the movie. And this man had a fever and still pushed through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's 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 midnight run. Uh, Jeff, thanks for coming on, kicking off the year. You ended the year, and you kicked off the year. So, all right, it's been like home away from home over here. Yeah, so well, I'm kicking you out your home for a while because <laughs> next time y'all here for me, I'm gonna be looking like Robert. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So, no, but no, but I mean, 
You might be back in March, I think. March? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Or it could be February because what I, I'm gonna tell you off air what what I'm I know what I said I was gonna do for February, but I actually yeah. changed it. So when I tell you, you might say, "Oh, I might come back for one of them." Man, you so, know what? You know the, the line is always open, but you know I know folks need to break from me because who's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thanks again for coming on talking some midnight run. Uh, the floor is yours if you want to promote plug. Um, shout out any. TV show, movie, in the scene. Floor is yours. Hey, I'm just gonna say this. If you want to follow me on social media, uh, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Uh, the real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. I think it's that one. I don't know what it is no more. Just follow me on Twitter, Jeff versus the World. Um, this week we had we dropped the Blazing Saddles mm. episode. Uh, we really had a good time going back watching Blazing Saddles. Uh, and I also dropped the interview. Uh, with uh, star du Duvois. Uh, she is uh, very. I would I would say you know she's beautiful, black, and out here doing it with OnlyFans, and she broke the OnlyFans game down to your boy, and we talked about it all the hills and valleys just moving throughout OnlyFans. So if you want to hear that interview, that is out. But that's called the more you know. Uh, you've heard Jay. Uh, have an interview in there, which we still got to find some time to do part two. I know I said I was going to do it in December, but got hectic. But uh, yeah, all my shows, all the stuff, anything you want to listen to, wrestling, movies, just follow Jeff versus the world. You can make it easy for you. Go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com. You can find everything there. All right. Definitely do that because, like I say, Jeff is one of the, I almost say one of the good ones. I almost said that shit. Um, not gonna say that, but definitely plantation. I know, right? I'm like, wait a minute, like shit, like goddamn, what am I doing? Oh, but no, but seriously, I mean, I mean, you you always doing your thing out here, and and like I say, we become friends, you know, and everything, and like I say, I I can say this on air, and I'm gonna leave it in, like you, in a way, still inspire me to do this. Not saying that I'm just gonna like pack up shop or something, but at the same time. Just knowing that, you know, somebody like you and Shahid and like people that we've, you know, come into contact with and became yeah. friends with. It's like we all I think we all kind of inspire each other. Like, to like, yeah, we can do this thing and, you know, get our voices out there and be heard because we all yeah. bring something a little different and great to the table. And this big podcasting table because there's room for everybody at yeah. this table. It definitely is. I think I think that's the beautiful thing about. Everybody that I know I interact with, all of y'all inspire me in your own little way. So this is great that we can all have, you know, relationship, friendships, whatever they may be. You know, we can all pull from each other. Hey, can you help me this week? Or, you know, something like that. And it's yeah. stuff we can pull from each other. We can inspire each other. We can lift each other up. Yeah, because shoot, I mean, like I say we, we just don't, we're not just podcast friends. I mean, shoot, I can get off here right now and call, call Jeff right now. Yeah, that, and that, that's what I like too. That yeah, the relationships from podcasting have matured into something else. That if I was to ever say I'm done, I could still, you know, reach out or just check up or you know whatever. I could still you no. Know. Nah, if you said if you said you're done, I'm pretty sure me and Shahid will pull up at your house like how uh, how Paul Paul Cicero and and, and, and pulled up on <laughs> pulled up on Harry Hill. Like yeah. like what you doing? 
<laughs> if y'all haven't heard me say it, I'm out. This could be some. I might be some like Polly. It might be some Polly energy going on. You look be good to me. And <laughs> look, fucking Polly. I still can't believe that man was 35 years old in that first round. Ooh, buddy. Like I told you, we, the age that we we just age different. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I mean, but at the same time, Robert Harris was 35 in the uh, house party. So, yeah, we age different. <laughs> And that, and the only reason why he may have looked like that was just because of his weight. You know, if he probably toned up, he probably, yeah, you know. I, I, because I mean, when really, we can wrap up with this, but when I remember like watching that as a kid, I did, I thought he was like in his 40s or like late 40s, maybe even 50. But then when I looked and something like he was 35, yeah, 35, 35 when he died. What, like, wait, because I, I remember reading that and I was thinking, I, was, I, was, I don't know how old I was, but I was like, damn, I thought he was older. Yeah, cause it's like you saw him and do the right thing, cause he out there on the stoop with with uh Frankie Faze on and Paul Benjamin out there. It's like shit, they all looked around the same age. Like, wait a minute, you trying to tell me he was thirty three, <laughs> and then they was like in their forties? Like what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's crazy. But uh, but yeah, um, that's Midnight Run kicking off Robert De Niro month. I will be back with episode two seventy three. Well, I will be talking about Backdraft. That's the movie I'm doing next. Oh, so, shit. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of sneaking in a Kurt Russell. I mean, he's in it enough to where it can be still considered a Robert De Niro movie. Because he, I mean, he got a whole freaking subplot of the movie. Yeah, okay. So he isn't in enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he ain't in it enough. And just him just kind of with that sadistic ass story he telling William Baldwin about how fire spreads is always insane to me I'm like are you the fire start out here what are you telling this story like all right mm-hmm. he was almost channeling his character from Kate Field with that but um but yeah I only watched that movie one time what Kate Field no I'm talking about a uh, backdrop I only oh, watched it one oh. time so I don't really remember it like that oh man you talking about another movie that got a uh an interesting cast I mean, you got Kurt Russell, William Baldwin, Robert De Niro, um, your boy, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can see it, Scott Glenn. I mean, I'll watch it just because uh, I, I, you know, I keep up with your show, so I'll watch it and then listen to you talk about it. So, and it's directed by Ron Howard. And that, that I remember, <laughs> which is still kind of weird because, like, yeah, Ron Howard kind of goes some places in that movie a little bit. He definitely does. So, but yeah, that's what I got on deck next week for, um, oh, well, next week, yeah, I said I'm releasing two episodes because it's going to be backdraft for De Niro month, but because next week also is Friday the 13th, keep running my commentary tracks that I do with the Friday the 13th movies. So I'm going to be doing Friday the 13th part eight, Jason Tate Manhattan. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's the next one. You know what? Never mind. Y'all heard it too much. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that's us sitting there watching. The, we watching the movie. That's a commentary track. We just sitting there watching the movie and talking I, about it. I, I I may have to dip in on that. I don't know when you record it, but I may have to dip in on that one. All right. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it when I end the recording. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So until next time, peace. Peace.